friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with your two besties, Sadi and Omni. I'm Omni, and this is my girl, Sadi. Hey, guys. And this week, we're going to be talking about sex magic. I'm so excited about this. Me too. Ugh. Okay, but before we get started, I wanted to say that sex magic is for everyone. Um, if you are part of the Alphabet Mafia, if you are Christian, if you are atheist, it doesn't matter. This is all about energies and manifesting, so no shame here. Also, this is not an episode for people under 18, so if you have children in the car with you, uh, turn this off and listen to it when you're alone, because <laughs> we will be graphic. We're going to be talking about what sex magic is, uh, BDSM, uh, sexually stimulating herbs, say that three times fast, uh, Taoism and breath control. And then Saudi has a really special thing at the end where she's going to be talking about a step-by-step for her personal sex spell, sexual spell. So keep a pen and paper nearby. Um, and then I have like four different books we're going to reference throughout. So you can have references to go, Look through um, if you like what you hear. But before we get started on the episode, we are going to be doing our questions of the week, as always. So first, I will start with Saudi. We had somebody write in and said, Saudi, you talked about connecting with your higher self. I've been working on that. I go outside at night and literally, literally <laughs> lay down and start meditating. I don't know where to go from there. And this is something I've wondered, too. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited to hear you. All right. So um, thanks for writing in, first of all. Absolutely. Um, so I've been tapping into my higher self for a really long time. So it's pretty easy for me to do it. It's kind of like trying to find a station on a really old radio. Remember the old radios where you like, could barely hear what was coming through? But once you got the station, you could hear it clearly. You could get it every single time. Yeah. You know, um, the new, the new younger kids might not remember those. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> yeah. like how I reference it, like tuning in to my higher self. Yeah. It's a frequency and I know where it is so I can hit it every single time. Um, but for those of you um, who haven't met their higher self yet, mm-hmm. it's going to be more of a challenge. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of methods to finding your frequency. Um, psychedelics is one way mm-hmm. also. Um, and I know that's really taboo with a lot of people, but, um, psychedelics, um, there are people that go to Peru and they stay with shamans for a week and they do ayahuasca to yeah. find their higher self. Um, and you don't have to go through that extreme. You could, you know, at home in a safe environment, take a little psilocybin right. and meditate on it. And you could possibly be able to find your frequency that way. Um, uh, meditation, astral projection. Yeah. We talked about finding it through lucid dreaming on the last episode. Yeah, that's my goal. That's my goal. Right. So um, I would say to you, when you go outside and meditate, go in with the intention to meet your higher self and ask for her to present herself to you. Mm-hmm. Um, pay attention to everything around you. When you meditate, pay attention to the wind, the sound that the earth is making, the feelings that you get like inside of yourself and the voices in your head, just like open yourself up and completely surrender to the process. Because um, when we descend into human form, um, we get amnesia and we forget mm-hmm. that we're connected to something that's higher than ourselves. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the cool thing about your highest self is you can never be disconnected mm-hmm. from your higher self. You can forget, but it's always there. It's like a pipeline. Right. Yeah. So you mean... I- I have to try and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, tape my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
sensory deprivation, maybe. Yeah. And that's another way. Um, there are tanks that you can go into for an hour or two hours and it deprives your senses. So it's dark. So you can't see mm-hmm. it's set at the temperature of your body. Um, and you can't hear anything. So it deprives all of your senses. And the only thing that you're left with is your consciousness. So that's another really good way to tap in. I've totally heard of those and I've never done it. Yeah, so if you have a hard time meditating and you like water, I meditate in the bath. Yeah, that's my conduit. Perfect for you. You know, and people are like, oh, I'm claustrophobic. That would be really scary. There's a light that you can hit. You can open the door at any time and get out. You're not trapped inside of there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just go check that out. It's also really good for your body and your Ooh, I'm going to do this and, and then I'll do a check-in. feel good. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it together. Yeah. Let's go and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. We'll do this. And oh, if, yeah. if you've, uh, if you have like a, a story about doing the sleep deprivation, or not sleep deprivation, obviously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, that's another way. That, that's another way too. If you stay up for too long, your subconscious has to dream. Like you have to dream. Yeah. So if you keep yourself awake for a prolonged period of time, there's even some books out there that talk about astral projection through sleep deprivation. What? And your brain will start to dream while you're awake. Is that why I? It's okay. not healthy. <laughs> But you can do it and you'll see images. If you say it, you can look it up. If you're awake for two to three days in a row without any sleep, you will see hallucinations. You'll hallucinate. Is that like when I'm really tired and I start to dream like before I'm actually asleep? Mm -hmm. You know, when you start. Yeah, that's probably part of it. It's probably the onset of. Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of dangerous too. You could throw yourself into psychosis and all kinds (laughs) of bad things could happen. So. It's not recommended. We do not recommend that method. No. But it's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, any more on, on no, that I response? Think, yeah. Okay, so uh, my next write-in question, and real quick, if you guys have a write-in question or you have a story you want to share with us about any of the topics that any of our episodes are on, feel free to hit us up on Facebook at Saudi and Omni. Or you can do our Lionsgate podcast, um, which is also a page on Facebook. And then, or you can email us at Saudi and Omni at gmail.com. That's S-A-H-D-I-A-N-D-O-M-N-I at gmail.com. And I did that without writing it down. <laughs> Good job. Just because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> so I'm scared I'm going to always mix them up. Um, okay. So the next write-in question was, Omni, you seem to know a lot about herbs. How did you get started? So I would like to put it out there that I am learning every single day, every single week. I don't know everything about anything. And as long as you go into any subject being like, I am a student and I always have something to learn, you are always winning (laughs) at life. Like you are always succeeding. Um, How I got started was I bought a few herb books and the two first herb books that I bought... Um, was Herb Magic by Patty Wigington, and then The Modern Witchcraft Guide to Magical Herbs by Judy Ann Nock, N-O-C-K. And so what I liked about these, well, I mean, they were my first one. So I liked because it showed you what the medicinal use was for, and then what the magical use was for. And I did want to say, um, I do talk about herbs a lot and teas a lot, but I, I want you want you to know that I will reference them out of books um, or I will reference them from maybe the internet. I, I tend to like books cause they're more reputable, but um, not everything is for ingestion. So 
be careful. Do your research yourself. I'm not a doctor. So do your research. It's important. Um, there were some things I didn't know you weren't supposed to ingest. And I was lucky enough to triple check myself and be like, oh, you know, um, I mean, Mandrake's kind of, what was it? Witch hazel. You know, there's a lot of topical remedies for, um, beauty and skin with that. But if you ingest too much of it, like if you ingest a lot of it, I think you can take maybe a little bit, but you shouldn't. Um, it's not good for your stomach and you can end up poisoning yourself. So just, just be cautious, be smart friends. Um, so, and then the third book I recommend is, uh, I would get a local foraging book. So, uh, we're out of Oregon. So Pacific Northwest book foraging book and look through that because then you get to see things like here in, um, in Oregon, they have rosemary growing everywhere, just at the parks. Um, lavender grows everywhere. And if you're in the Midwest, that stuff, I mean, they have it, I guess, but it's not everywhere like it is here. So just know your surroundings and you can get stuff for free a lot of the times just by going to the park or, um, well, not the park, but like, <laughs> don't steal. <laughs> or if your friend has a rosemary bush, hey, can I steal some clippings? That's what I do. Um, but yeah, so I recommend getting a couple of magical herb books. Um, they're more reputable than anything you're going to find on the internet and get a local foraging book. And that is it on that subject. That's how I got started. Oh, um, one more thing. I also, because I'm kind of forgetful is I wrote, I, I took my time with the books and wrote everything down. Um, on stickers and put them on the back of my jars of herbs. And I put on what was the magical use and what's the medicinal use. So magical is for ritualistic purposes. So then when I would go through my bottles, I would look at the back and that's how I learned a lot and remember and retained a lot of what each one was because it was in my face. So if I want to make a tea, I'm like, well, I have a headache right now. And I'd go through all my bottles and look at the back and be like, okay, well, this helps with, with sinus. This helps with this. This is like an aspirin. And I slowly started to remember what was good for what. Like feverfew, I will never forget that that helps with with like allergies and headaches because I have headaches a lot. So anyways, let's jump up. Let's get to this sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> All right, Saudi, what is sex? What is sex Sex magic to what you? What is sex magic? <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, um, sex magic is using your sexual energy and orgasms to manifest and cast spells. So you're casting spells on a desired outcome. Um, if you practice witchcraft, um, a witch will raise her energy through a cone of power and she'll build up her energy. And when it's at its highest point, she sends it through her body and into the cosmos and basically into the universe. <laughs> My cone is thick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Already getting started. Cone, okay. <laughs> Oh, all the perverted jokes are coming out. <laughs> right. And so the trick is, so as you, and you can do sex magic by yourself and you can use masturbation for that, or you can do it with a partner or partners. Nice. Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so as you're doing that, you're focusing your intent in your mind's eye. So in your third eye, you're keeping the intent of what you want to manifest. Um, you focus on your breath and you allow your mind and your soul to just like go wild mm -hmm. with it. Right. So um, you build up the sexual tension for as long as you can. And when you can't hold it back any longer, you allow yourself to orgasm. And as you do, you imagine your intention as a beam of light shooting out of the crown of your head and blasting off into the cosmos. So it, an orgasm is pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, um, 
So they're potent also. So you can pretty much manifest anything you want, money, power, a partner, or you can even send positive energy to someone who really needs it. Mm -hmm. Like someone who desperately needs that kind of uh, manifestation you can manifest for someone else. What if your grandma needs like help being feeling better and you're masturbating? (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that kind of magic for her. (laughs) No, I never even thought about that one. Don't Um, think about your grandma when you masturbate, you weirdos. (laughs) Oh my god! No, healing uh, energy to your your boyfriend or something or a girlfriend <laughs> or a friend, like your platonic right. friend. Yeah, but it would get a little weird if you get into the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's think- other rituals for that. Okay, <laughs> right? We can send them protection yeah. and healing spells and teas that they can drink. Yeah, we'll just like leave that one. Yes. Away. <laughs> but you can do it for like the world, for the for yeah. the earth, or for you know wars that are going on, or for yeah. you know different things like that, like the kids in That's that are suffering in other countries or even here. You know, you could like send that, keep it vague. You know, like a yeah, like a yeah. positive energy out to that. Yeah, and so um, you just pretty much think of an intention on what you want to manifest or connect to, and once your connection is set. You start the process of masturbation or sexual pleasure with your partner and then try to stay in the energy for as long as you can because you want that build up, right? Like edging? Yeah, pretty much like edging or just, you know, let that, let the build up come. You're not Mm -hmm. trying to just have an orgasm in 30 seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? The build up is part of it. Um, Not if you want magic. (laughs) Magic takes longer than 30 seconds. Yeah, but the orgasm is better when you build up to it. You know what I mean? So you want to have as much power and momentum behind it as you possibly can. Yeah. So, you know, so you continue connecting to your intent while you're in the build up, right? And then um, once you do have the orgasm, you just let it pulsate out of your body and into the universe. Like shockwaves. Yeah, like shockwaves just, you know. And so... um, yeah, and then pretty much when you're done, you also have to talk about aftercare. Yeah. Because once you've done something that powerful, you need to sit with yourself for a few minutes after yeah. and still hold that intent within you as your heart's slowing down. Yeah. And your blood pressure is going down and everything's starting to settle back in. Keep the intent. And then when you feel completely at peace, mm-hmm. you know, thank yourself. Because that's really yeah. important, you know, like, say thank you to yourself, say thank you to your partner. Yeah. If you called in a deity or a God to help you with that spell, casting that intention, you know, thank your dear deities, your ancestors, like whatever yeah, it was that you were working. Right. <laughs> don't forget to say thank you. Don't be rude <laughs> like, to yourself either. <laughs> because yeah. at that point, it's already sent out to the universe yeah. and it's going to happen. You yeah. know, it's going to manifest. So say thank you. It is important to say thank you mm-hmm. on everything, just like even for your food. You don't have to like... You know, even if you're, I I mean, I know that's like really common practice in Christianity to thank God for food, Mm -hmm. but why don't you think like the, the universe, think the chicken, Mm -hmm. you know, think, I think that's really important because I I think it's very hard to remember that and Mm -hmm. to be grateful and to have gratitude. Right. And it does feel good. I know it feels good to say, I I feel like that brings in positivity in your Mm -hmm. life. It, 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 It leaves room within you for that positive energy to flow in when you are grateful for things. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard too, because like, this might be too much information, but we are talking about sex magic. So when I'm, when I'm with my partner and I have amazing sex Mm -hmm. and I have an amazing orgasm, like I always tell him, thank you. 
I tell him I, I don't love say, him. I don't and say I thank, you, thank you, but I say you're amazing. <laughs> right. Or, you know, like give them gratitude in some way. You don't have to say thank you, but I do. Like, I'm like, thank you for, you know, because I feel yeah. thankful and yeah. like let them Hell know yeah. that I love them and, you know, things like that. But when I masturbate, I don't really think to say thank I you. I don't either. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, it's time to go to work now. <laughs> right? Yeah, that stresses out. But Let's they're go. saying like Everybody most people. Everybody wonders why I'm always so happy. <laughs> most people that masturbate, like, literally less than 15 minutes from beginning to end. Yeah. They quickly just get it done. So I wouldn't say try to do sex magic and, and energy like that. Right. I mean, you can, you can hold on to a thought and you can use your orgasm for it. If you but we're talking a little bit, yeah. you know, I think with what we're talking about, we're going to get a lot deeper yeah. Into um, the magic part of it. Yeah. Because it, a lot of times when you're just trying to get a release, mm-hmm. when you think about masturbating with yourself, it's just trying to get that release out, you know? So you got a goal and your goal is to release. It's not mm-hmm. to to make it a big thing. And it doesn't always have to be, but it is important to know that it can be. Right. And that you can set your intentions and get it done. Um some uh, one of the books I want to reference today was called The Alchemy of Sexual Energy by I'm going to spell his name or her name cuz I'm going to butcher it M A N T A K and last name C H I A don't come for me um <laughs> cuz you'll hurt my feelings um anyways so this book uh I I didn't even get front to back but from what I have uh, just a quote, kind of like an overview talks about um Taoism. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Because I swear I want to say Taoism every time. It's not how you say it, Ashley. Okay, so sex organs generate more um, chi energy um, than any other organ. and But the problem is that they don't maintain that energy. So part of me when I was reading through this was like, oh, is that... I wonder if that's why people get stuck in like sexual addiction. And I'm not like Mm -hmm. talking about Tiger Woods being like, I'm a sex addict. It's like, no, dude, you just cheated. Shut up. I'm talking about the people that, that really get stuck in the compulsion of having that release Mm -hmm. and that dopamine and that energy, which is like, um, Deus call it the life force, you know, um, your life force is from that climax and, and that's the power. So you really need to learn how to, um, to maintain that energy and turn it into healing energy, um, or, or whatever you want manifestation, you have to learn to channel it up through your body. That's what the rest of the book is talking about. Um, but this part, I just thought that was interesting because it really resonated because if you think about, yeah, it, it does make sense. That's where you get all this energy and you get, um, the buildup and it, it is magical and there is like, did they talk about chakras at all? In so that book? yes, they do talk because about when you're dealing with orgasm, like you're dealing with the lower three chakras mm-hmm. mostly. And so it's good to pay attention to your lower chakras probably before you even get started and mm-hmm. maybe do a quick, like 15 minute meditation on your lower chakras. Right. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. That's probably a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Oh, it talked about how you leak your energy too. Okay. So to keep your, your chi high, you, you know, meditation and, and, you know, being able to channel that energy up and work with your chakras, but you leak it through, um, negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one off the top of my head was, um, reproductive system. So like, you know how when women are on their period and they're just so fatigued mm-hmm. and it's a symptom of being on your period, but think about it energetically, like, 
you're leaking your chi is right. what what the what the uh Taoists believe. Um so you can like you can have they talk about like you can have lots of, of sex and they talk about um men learning breathing techniques uh to have as little orgasms as possible. Mm-hmm. Um they but didn't it, have like restrictions in some religions and some yes. cultures where the men don't orgasm right. at all and they build up that chi energy and then it causes a kundalini yeah it's a kundalini experience oh my gosh i can't say it. <laughs> you guys got it it's fine right. i can't say it either so kundalini experience I'm like kool-aid where and you know what the kundalini is right it's kind of like a snake curled up at yeah. the base of your spine an energetic snake yeah and then it bursts up and out of your crown chakra right so it just energetically charges every one of your chakras. And yeah. so it's kind of like a reverse orgasm mm-hmm. with some men will um, report back and say that it just felt like something, an energetic ball of energy just shot instead of coming out of them, it yeah. shot up, up through them. So it was like a and charge up, like they were, all of their, they were 100%, right. like a battery, like a right. phone. Mm-hmm. You are 100%. Your battery's <laughs> at 100%. Right. And it's a whole <laughs> spiritual experience. Yeah. Well, in my familiar book, which I don't have in front of me, um, one of my favorite books, I'll have to reference it some other time, it talks about how um, Catholics, how uh, uh, female, <laughs> what do I, I think? Nuns. Of? Nuns. Oh, my gosh. How, fe- <laughs> how not, I'm like, you know, the female priests. <laughs> Nuns. Much. Yeah. Um, why, why they are committed to God is because the abstinence, um, increases their line to source basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of, yeah. So talking about that, but I think the, the, the chi on this is talking about controlling the orgasm for the man. Okay. And then it's working on women having multiple orgasms mm-hmm. and being in control of being able to have multiples. They talk about the egg with a string that they put insert into the vagina. I'm like, Oh, the Kegel thing. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about at work today and they go, Oh, you mean for Kegels? Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Oh, but there's like a whole there's thing so to that much, too. Yeah. There are actually like three different muscles within the vagina, right? Mm-hmm. So you could have one part of your muscle that's kind of doing like a suction, a suctioning mm-hmm. action. Yep. And you could have another one that's kind of like pulsating. Mm-hmm. So when you're having sex, your partner would be able to feel every single muscle within your vagina mm-hmm. doing different things at the same time. So I am fucking so. bomb at that. Let me just say, <laughs> let me just say, I looked over at my partner and was like, do you think I need that? And he's like, fuck no. But it's not just for your partner. That's yeah. for yourself too, because yeah. it really does. When you have that muscle control, yes. it makes your orgasms more intense and yeah. more powerful for yourself. So even when you're doing the exercises as a female, you know, you're mm-hmm. contracting your muscles within inside <laughs> and you're going to get horny. I don't care who you are. You do. You know what you I mean? Do. You want to have right sex. So now. it's already, it's building that chi energy within <laughs> your body, just thinking about it and moving your muscles around. Yeah. You know, exactly. you're at work just doing Kegels and you're like, damn, oh can oh. I go home now? Hold on. I got, <laughs> I a, I got a story. I got to share this real quick. Okay. So <laughs> I was bartending and this girl was being trained as a server and she was not cut out for serving. So she quit shortly after this, but she comes up to me and she was just so shy and so meek. And I'm like, why did you ever think you would ever want to be a mm-hmm. server? And she looked at me and she whispers and puts her hand up so nobody could see what she's saying to me. And she's like... <laughs> she whispers, do you have a tampon? And I just straight face looked at her and was like, no, I just Kegel that shit shut. I don't use tampons. <laughs> and she goes, what? 
And I was like, Kegel. And I just like kind of like tossed my hand, like shoot her, like, you know, like very nonchalantly. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, just look it up. Google it. And I just went on like it was normal. Like everybody does this and she didn't know this. So and then she quit shortly after that. So she didn't find out that I fuck with people and that Aww. I was joking with her. So this pure little innocent girl is probably Googling Kegels and like, like working really hard for the rest of her Aww. life to not have to buy tampons because she thought I was being serious. <laughs> Like, you know, I'll just kegel that shit shut. Right. No, I don't need tampons. <laughs> I'm so strong. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to get that strong. Not, no, right? You're no, still like, your vagina shut. <laughs> I don't even know if your man would like that. Like, no, I wouldn't. That would probably be like painful, right? Probably. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. You can have lots of sex, but learn to transfer it and use that energy. Otherwise, it will quickly drain out and be wasted. And we don't like waste. Um, so we talked about, uh, purification, not necessarily ritual, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, not a specific ritual, but like different methods of purification before you go into this, because there is a lot of trauma to do with sex. There is a lot of shame when mm-hmm. it has to come to sex. Um, so anytime you're going to do a sex ritual, right? I would recommend that you do some kind of releasing spell mm-hmm. ahead of time. Because if you're, what I like to do is take a shower. Mm-hmm. And while I'm in the shower, I tell myself mantras like, I want to let go of my sexual trauma. I want to let go of, you know, my... Whatever, yeah, like yeah, whatever it is, like whatever's holding me back, whatever kind of scars that I have, and or, like be empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want. And so I want to just goddess. like release. And yeah, I yeah. want to release any kind of negative attachments that I have towards sex. Yeah, from my energetic field before I jump into sex magic. Because even if I'm feeling good and I have mm-hmm. all the herbs and I, you know, I have the the whole house just like ready for me to do this mm-hmm. magic, um, but I'm holding on. Yeah. to some residual energy of shame or guilt or anything like that that's going to transfer over into my spell yeah because there is a lot of shame around like masturbation mm-hmm. and sex in general um promiscuity and and like how w- women being virgins you know that was mm-hmm. just like such shit <laughs> right and then you know men get it too they oh get, yeah, absolutely you know we all do unless you know mm-hmm. for some reason we've just been blessed to not have any sexual trauma in yeah. our lives, you know, and if, and if you're like that, like, God bless you, Yeah, <laughs> you know, really. but I haven't personally met anybody that doesn't have something. I don't, I haven't um, either. That's attached to some kind of sexual trauma or guilt or, yeah. you know, like we've hurt people or people have hurt us or made us feel stupid about something or, oh, yeah. you know, even things that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't even have to be what anybody's done to us because as people, we will do that to ourselves. We'll think that our body isn't beautiful or, oh. you know, I went through a long period of time where I was like, like watching porn and like mm-hmm. other things like that and like, I didn't look like that. And I was like, is there something wrong? You know? Mm -hmm. And so I even had like some kind of like, you know, embarrassment with my own body. Yeah. Especially when you have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, your body changes so much and you, and you really talk yourself into thinking that you're not beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, there was this, uh, special, uh, sex, love and goop. And I was, I loved it. So if you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix. It's, it's amazing because it really talks about, um, self-love and, mm-hmm. um, look at yourself in the mirror naked and, and look at all the stuff on your body that 
you basically, you can't think about something you don't like. You think about what you do like. Mm-hmm. Or like, okay, I have stretch marks from having kids. And right. you look at your stretch marks and you think about where they come from and why you have them mm-hmm. and why they're beautiful. Right. And then you, and it's a self-love uh, ritual and you should do it like every time you get out of the shower. And mm-hmm. I have done it and it has helped me. And as much as I exude confidence, mm-hmm. you know, I hear that like, right. you're so confident. I'm like, you don't even know what's on my head. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. But like, right. no, I am And so just like that. So whatever it is, yeah. you know, before you go into doing any of these spells like you mm-hmm. just need to kind of release yeah and we're not asking you to get into like sexual shadow work yeah you know we should actually we're going to do an episode in the future all about shadow work and mm-hmm. i think that i want to put sexual shadow work into that that's because important. a lot of people think you know shadow work is just things happening you were when you were a kid mm-hmm. it could have happened to you a year ago yeah you know as an adult too and there's sexual trauma and things like that connected right. but just do a little ritual to just kind of release anything mm-hmm. that's holding you back um and then you can get started on your spell right even if you're just feeling Blah mm-hmm. or negative. Yeah. You know, I like to, when I take showers or I take baths a lot, I say, I'm going to go jump in the shower and then I'm in the bath for three hours. Right. <laughs> it's me time. Um, when, when the water's going down the drain, I like to think of all the impurities pulling out of my, por- you taught me this mm-hmm. actually, right. all the impurities pulling out of my pores and going down the drain. And right. when you're shower, same thing, it's all washing down. If you really envision it, the intention, it, it works. It's how energy works. So mm-hmm. I would say do it that way. <clears throat> um, oh, we were talking about that frozen experiment. Um, cause this kind of goes into that, um, intentions, um, where there was this frozen experiment where they would take water and put it into a cup and then they would write love on it. And then they would speak into the cup and be like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then they would freeze it. Then they had another cup and they put hate on it and they'd be like, speaking like, I hate you, you're ugly, and like all these negative things, and they freeze it, and then they go under a microscope, and they would look at this water, and the water crystals would be so incredibly different. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this, and Saudi yeah, was saying- Yeah, the ones with love that look like sacred geometry, yes. and just these beautiful patterns, like a and the snowflake. way that it crystallize. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then with hate, it just- It was like brownish, mm-hmm. and I. it was so- it just looked fascinating and it looked ugly. yeah right and then you were saying we're like 70 75% water as mm-hmm. people as our avatars our bodies so could you imagine like if you're like in a tantric position with your with your partner and you're just saying i love you i love you mm-hmm. i love like how fair first of all that's that's going to manifest such great things for them but like mm-hmm. How therapeutic would that be? Right. To just have them look in your eyes and say, I love you over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And to, and to take that in. Yeah. While they're looking you in your eyes and just hearing them say, you are beautiful. You are loved. I love yeah. you. Like all of those things, you know, and if you don't have a partner mm-hmm. to do that with, you can hold a mirror. Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't think about a mirror. Your own energy, you know, before you start the ritual, you want to prepare yourself in any way that you can. You want to, yeah. if you feel sexy and lingerie, get some lingerie. Yes. Go out and buy yourself some roses, like get mm. candles, clean your room. Cause you want to have like a really like yeah. clean environment. And if you don't have a room to do it in, rent an Airbnb at the beach, spend the weekend. I mean, you can make yeah. this as elaborate as you want to. That's such a good you know, idea. <laughs> you can just do a, a, you know, a few hours in your own room doing this spell, yeah. or you can actually take a trip somewhere for the bathtub the bathtub yeah you know you can make it as elaborate as you want yeah you know get creative with it because it's your sex magic spell yeah you know so whatever makes you feel 
do your hair Sexy. and makeup. Right. Or manscape. <laughs> exactly. If you want. <laughs> right. Or so whatever it's makes fine. you feel like that. And to have a part if you're having a partner with you, mm-hmm. that would be a really good idea is look into tantric methods and things mm-hmm. like that. And actually practice some of those things before you get started with your ritual. Right. Um, just, you know, telling each other things like that. And if you don't have anybody, like I said, look in a mirror, tell it to yourself, say it out loud. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. It's really um empowering to do it for yourself too. Um, okay. So one of the other books I wanted to reference is sex, sorcery and spirit by Jason Miller. Thank you for having a basic white boy name so I can pronounce it. (laughs) Um, it talks about a ton of breathing techniques. Um, they're very, very, uh, they're very, very detailed. So you're just going to have to read the book, but, um, we'll go through some, um, purification meditation So it's called the White Star Purification Meditation. Step one, begin with the breath purification. Um, Step two, visualize a star above your head. Arising from the star, you should see two beings emerging. A god and a goddess. Um, However you see them, um, they just must be in a sexual embrace. uh, uh, Regardless of your sexual orientation. Um, To begin the purification, this is step three, uh... You should make a mental confession to the god or goddess and goddess uh, pair arising from your star center. Um, an admission of ways that you have fallen from your own ideals and lowered your own mind to be obscured. So releasing whatever you're going through. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I don't always like the way I like my curves most of the time, but some days I'm like, Ugh, I feel fat, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something I fight with my within myself where I don't feel sexy because I'm like, ugh, I'm just too heavy right now. I don't fit in the clothes I want to fit in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be something. And then the d- the deity pair engage in sexual union and filter the sub- subtle beams of light from the enlightenment field into their sexual fluids. And then it goes on to talk about how their fluids, how you're imagining this, um, their fluids are just kind of cleansing you. And um, uh, step five is see all the black oil flowing down from from you and dripping out. So their fluids are going onto you and they're basically pulling all of the negative thoughts out of you. And then you are just like, it's kind of like a baptism. Okay. <laughs> the way I am, um, mm-hmm. I took it, it seemed. So the nectar of the gods yes. having sex together are causing a vibration mm-hmm. or an energy to wash over you. Exactly. And then it's pulling your impurities from yourself, your yeah. negative thoughts patterns yeah and especially if you're if you're pagan and you work with certain deities like Mm -hmm. that would be perfect to to pick them and make sure you thank them at the end um i don't that's not in the book but i think that's important um make sure you thank them at the end and um yeah i thought that was pretty cool because it kind of talks about another way to do like a cleansing um because you can't really go into you can't really go into doing a powerful spell if you have that shadow self stuck to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, anyways, and then they talk about, uh, ma- <laughs> masturbatory masturbating magic. Uh, it lowers blood pressure, at least uh, releases endorphins, helps with stress, helps with sleep with men. It is studies have shown it's helped with UTIs, um, and prostate cancer, men and women. It helps your pelvic floor, um, we already kind of talked about as his releases oxyto- oxy, uh, oxytocin, oxytocin. <laughs> yeah, and dopamine. 
I'm bad with like all the names of drugs. I'm like <laughs> oxycodone. <laughs> Your body yeah. releases? No, that's not the right. Um, but yeah, so like if you're if you're by yourself, you're in the bath or whatever, like it's important to do that cleansing. I know you were talking about um not that long ago, you were telling me the story about this girl who masturbation where she had like Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did a reading for a lady that was married to her husband for like 20 something years. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole time they were married, he was like super abusive. And she brought up the fact that she wasn't allowed to masturbate because that was a form of cheating in his eyes. So a few years into the relationship, <laughs> um, he caught her masturbating and I guess he beat her up like he was that. Fuck that dude. Much of an asshole, right? And he put it in her head that like her pleasuring herself was a form of cheating on him. And so she was only allowed to have an orgasm when she was with him. So then they were married for like another, you know, 18, 20 something years and she never did. And so when she came to me and got the reading, it was like, uh, you know, a year or so after the divorce and um, she still hadn't masturbated. Because every time she would try to, she would have just such guilt and fear within her that she just couldn't do it. And she was like, I just don't even want to have sex anymore. I'm not worried about men. I don't want to masturbate anything. And so that was brought up briefly in our reading. And I had given her a spiritual bath to take home for many different reasons. Uh, but she called me a few days later and she really was having a hard time struggling to get the words out on what had happened in that bath. And she said that it during the bath, it felt like almost like a goddess or a higher, something higher than herself mm-hmm. was touching her on places of her body. And they were like, you are loved, you are beautiful. And just making her feel so accepted and wanted and mm-hmm. desired, you yeah. know? And she said that she masturbated for the first time in almost 20 years in the bath. And she oh. said it was the best experience that she's ever had. And she broke through barriers within that. I can only, and could you so, imagine, like, if he only let, let her have sex with him, mm-hmm. then how you, how much of an object you would feel like? Right. You don't feel desired, you feel used. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, that's And they had beautiful. been divorced for a year, and they hadn't had sex even longer before that. And she, even though they weren't together, she still couldn't bring herself to touch herself. Yeah, because she's you traumatized. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. You get your orgasm, <laughs> right? girl. You exactly. get it. <laughs> Awesome. Um, we talked about, uh, when we talked about what is sex magic, we kind of talked about how, um, doing a spell and setting an intention. Mm -hmm. There is, it's pretty common throughout, um, a lot of different books I've read, but this one also, uh, the sex, sorcery, and spirit book references the sigil spell, which is basically, um, if you, if you're having trouble with, I think if grandma's sick and you and you want to mm-hmm. use this for her, instead of thinking of grandma's face, you can just um put the intention to a sigil. You can Google how to make a sigil. They're super easy. It's all about intention. Basically, you say a couple sentences of an intention or you could mm-hmm. do a whole spell and you make it into a sigil, which is like a symbol that represents that spell or that word or that sentence or whatever into that sigil. So basically the idea of it gets trapped into the sigil. And then as you are climaxing, um, as you are climaxing, you are thinking of the sigil. So you're not like getting hung up on grandma's face, you right. know, um, or a full mantra or, or something. Yeah, like that. You're, yeah. You're not getting distracted because mm-hmm. I know for me, if I it, like, especially if you're like, okay, there's sick kids in Africa, you don't, mm-hmm. you can't think of that. Like that's no, it's right. that's separate. So, uh, to keep the idea abstract 
and to focus enough to be able to to get there, Mm -hmm. maybe having the idea in a sigil would help. And so you can still do a broad spectrum of different intentions. Um, uh, But you, the idea of that is when you climax, you are giving birth, which this is from the other book, but from your life force Mm -hmm. to that intention. And that's why it's so powerful. And that's why I always think of shockwaves from like the atomic bomb, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've seen that in a movie when a girl orgasms, the atomic bomb goes off. (laughs) (laughs) You see like Mm shockwaves, but that's how it feels. Especially like when a guy comes, you could feel pulsating. Mm -hmm. It It's, it's that energy, you know, it's like, you know, you go into even like a dance club and I know like people aren't usually having sex on dance club, but Mm -hmm. it's that energy. You can Mm -hmm. feel it in the air and yeah, it's powerful. Um, so in, so we were talking earlier about, you were talking about the scene at like a burning man. Okay. So I was, I was researching and I came across, um, this article that was talking about in ancient Egypt, they used to have this festival. It was once a year mm-hmm. and it was where everybody would just drink and not just drink until they're drunk. They drink until they're pass the fuck out. I've been right? there. <laughs> and so sometimes, and it was everywhere from the elites and the pharaohs all the way down to the common people. Everybody did this festival celebration, right? It was called the drunken festival. And um, they would sometimes have it in their homes mm-hmm. or they would have it in temples or they, they they would go out in the middle of the desert and just have this elaborate festival out there. It reminded me of like Burning Man. Yeah. Right. And so everybody would drink. They had these naked women only wearing flowers in their hair that would come around and bring serve drinks to everyone. Hell yeah. And it was just really, it wasn't like, you know, you go to a bar and you're having drinks. They're this not whole, like Bud Light girls. <laughs> right. This whole thing was based on sexual magic. So mm-hmm. you're with the people that you love. You're in your community of friends and family and everybody's having a good time. They're right. drinking, they're having sex, they're cuddling. And this is, uh, Oh, that scared me. (laughs) My lights went out. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, during the festival, everybody is just, so instead of going to your priest, um, during this festival, Mm -hmm. you are actually meeting your own deities. And so that leads me to believe because back in Egypt, they used to have psychedelics there too. They would grow it, grow it on barley. And so they also made beer with barley. Mm -hmm. So it kind of coincides and it didn't really say in the article, but I'm thinking that if you're going to be meeting your deities from drinking the substance, it it could be laced with some psychedelics. Yeah, I would think so. And so everybody start has sex and they're just like connecting with their higher powers and deities and gods and stuff like that. And then everybody passes out. Yeah. Right. Because everybody's just fucked up. Right. And so like you'll just see mounds of people just cuddled on top of each other or whatever. And that once they wake up to the priests um, coming around with drums and waking them up and asking them to speak what they want for the year. into existence right so everybody has a chance then to say what they want for the year so they've already completed this entire ritual and then they yeah so they're they're manifesting in them in a really powerful way Mm -hmm. that's freaking awesome so it kind of it kind of okay so i i used to be in um an open marriage and so we did some lifestyle stuff um, which was, I, I love that I did that then. Mm-hmm. It's not me now. I'm in a monogamous, happy relationship, happy for it, but I'm happy right. that I got to explore that part of myself because 
it is the energy is really cool and and I don't think I could find the energy in myself and with my partner if I hadn't gone through that. Right. And they would have like BDSM because you talked about aftercare. Mm -hmm. And with BDSM, um, you know, aftercare is like a really important part of of a scene. And and the bigger part I think is trust. Right. So you have to feel safe in the in the environment you're in. And that's another thing too, like feeling safe with your partner. If you're mm-hmm. not going to do this sex magic by yourself, mm-hmm. um, the person or the people that you're with, you have to really be able to fully trust them. And there has to be consent because mm-hmm. like I could go home to my man and be like, babe, let's do this like sex magic thing. And if he's not a hundred percent into it, yeah, I shouldn't force him to do it. Yeah. You know, and some people have been like, like we're, we're manifesting this house that we both want. You should do this spell with me. Right. It's going to hinder the spell. Yeah. You know, so. If they're uncomfortable. If anybody's uncomfortable in the situation, you know. Um, But with BDSM, like, um, you really have to have a lot of trust in your partner partner to even get into role playing and breath play and some of the things that um, the kinks that BDSM have and stuff like that. I actually met a dominatrix. Okay. So one of the girls I was friends with um, through that community, Mm -hmm. she's a dominatrix and I went to her house and she was like, do you want to see my toys? And I, at the time I was like, I'm not into BDSM because I kind of pigeonholed it. Mm -hmm. And she also was an instructor and she taught me so much about it. And she's like, okay, so when somebody gets spanked, why do you think they like to be spanked? And I'm like, cause they kind of like the pain, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And she's like, well, when you spank, some or you slap somebody's arm the blood rushes up to the skin and then the skin's more sensitive to touch and mm-hmm. and she really talked about breath play like um and then she had like a little shocker thing and mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily for like on the vagina but like around the legs and stuff that was pretty cool but then she was also into blood play that's not me i found my line mm-hmm. um and her girlfriend um at the time was also a doctor and so they had like some cool like she had this like spike glove that she's like yeah if i smack her arm with it. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of dots of blood. And I love that. And I was like, I'm good on that. But she was so respectful and the consent with everything made me right. feel, even though I wasn't comfortable with like the idea of, I wasn't, I was a little uncomfortable and, and I'm somebody that's pretty comfortable in most environments mm-hmm. because I felt like I was going to be forced into something and I wasn't. She right. literally checked in on me every step of the way. I didn't really know her like that. I knew of her. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've been to her house and she's showing me her toys with no expectations, but because she was so respectful, she was so, she didn't double ask me for things. If I said no, she, right. she listened. And that's what you have to do. Like whenever you're going to do, especially mm-hmm. a spell like this, you have to be comfortable with the other person talking about blood. Um, when it comes to doing sex magic spells, yeah bodily fluids are usually incorporated within the spell. Yeah. So whether you're using blood or vaginal fluid or sperm right, or, you know, even spit or anything like that, a lot of people will use that because they say that it amplifies um, the so spell like itself. It? No, like, um, so let's say you're having a candle, you could put the candle inside yourself or mm-hmm. use some of your own fluids or your spit or something like that. A lot yeah. of men will use their semen to kind of anoint the candle yeah, or to put it on their petition. So we'll talk about that later when um, I read my spell your your spell which we should actually Mm -hmm. let me get into i i want to go over some herbs real quick so um one of my herb books that i got was herb magic by patty uh wingington um and these are herbs to do and this is a handful there's so many these are just a handful i picked out um to to do with 
sex that you can use. So like yarrow is used for lust and psychic um, powers. So I think you could use that to kind of connect with your partner. So I would use that with a partner. Patchouli is lust. I hate the smell of patchouli. It makes me nauseous to my stomach. Yes. I was pregnant one time and this lady with a bunch of it hugged me and it made me so sick. (laughs) So uh, main drag, uh, main drag, (laughs) mandrake. Somebody Um, was, sorry to interrupt you, but somebody was telling me like what kind of um, oils do you use to keep someone away from you? I said patchouli. I always say say that too. Use that Actually, because it's gross. <laughs> but I'm sorry, not to judge anybody yeah. that wears it. But me personally, I don't like it. If you put too much on, it's gross. I but can't. Just a yeah. little tiny bit. It's good. it's strong. I mean, I have it and I use it in teas, but I definitely dress it up with other stuff that's more floral. All right, so mandrake, do not ingest. Um, it's for less. So, so I know you asked me, well, if you don't ingest it, what do you use it for? Because a lot of these I use for teas. Um, mm-hmm. you can put it in a, a little satchel and put it under your pillow. Um, you can, uh, you know, burn it. You just can't take it in a tea. You'll die probably. So, <laughs> um, hi, hi, John the Conqueror was less than sexuality. That's used a lot in hoodoo. Um, the mo- and then for the other book is the Modern Witchcraft Guide to Magical Herbs by Judy Ann Nock. Allspice is used to increase anything, um, along with Dragon's Blood does too. So add those two for any spell and they increase them. Saffron improves mood, sexual function, and libido. Blood root strengthens relationships. So if you're like struggling with your man or vice versa, then blood root would work, um, to help kind of bond that back together. Broom, which is, um, Sidious uh, Scoprius. I am totally misspelling that. Um, but uh, it's a conduit to euphoria. And I also have other herbs that I'm using um, to make TikToks on our TikTok. We have a TikTok now. So Saudi and Omni on TikTok um, where I will show these and I will show more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see how they're spelled. Uh, cor- coriander is an attraction. Um Damiana. 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 We were drinking that tonight too, right. by the way. I made us some tea. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a huge one for women. Devil's Claw helps to attract. And then there's some kitchen herbs with like garlic, saffron, black pepper. Those are all aphrodisiacs. And then the common one, and my, my basic white bitch is screaming, uh, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and ginger. So get you some, <laughs> oh, and pumpkin seeds. That's funny. Some of that is in my, in your, spell, in your spell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's hear this because we're, right. we're getting close <clears throat> to the end and this is important. So get mm-hmm. your pencils out. All right. So, um, first of all, you want to gather your ingredients. And I personally use basil, bay leaves, cinnamon, rosemary, Lavender, lemon zest, rose petals, catnip, and Damiana. Um, I wrote out why they're all important, but you're just going to have to do the research yourself because we're kind of running out of time and I want to get this spell out to you. Um, and if you don't have all the ingredients, you can, you know, take some out. You know, you don't have to have every one of them, but this is what I personally use for my sex magic spells. Right. Um, and you take all these ingredients Mm -hmm. and you mix them up in a bowl. And I like to charge them with my sexual energy. So you feel the sexual energy within yourself. You've already, you know, put yourself in the, built your altar and have your candles lit and you put all of your ingredients in a bowl and you pretty much just turn on the ingredients with your fingers. Um, you finger fuck them. You pretty you much, 
you pretty much <laughs> finger, finger fuck okay. your ingredients, okay. right? Awesome. Um, you want to activate the ingredients, <laughs> right? And then you want to burn them like an incense. So I use hot coal in my cauldron. If you don't have a cauldron, you could use a frying pan if you need to. Okay. And you want to burn the herbs and let them smolder like an incense. Um, and I so, never thought of that, a frying pan. That's genius. Right. <laughs> and then you want to make your um, your petition because yeah. you want to have a goal in mind and you want to set the intention. So I'm just going to read you my personal mantra of what I speak to myself and what I write down on my paper. So I write, sexual pleasure is a sacred gift that I deserve to receive. I honor the goddess within me. I honor my divine feminine being. I am the burning alchemy of fire. I am the forces of wind. I am the mystery of ether. I am a reflection of the sun. I am mirrored by the moon and I radiate sexual energy. I manifest attracting anything I desire into my life with ease. My orgasms are an energetically charged and vibrate at the frequency of positivity, passion, gratitude, and abundance. And then I put, I manifest, you fill in the blank on what it is that you want into my life today. Ashe, ashe. And so when you're making a petition, you always want to say it in the present moment. Right. Not like, I want this or I'm trying to get this. You say, I am this. Yes. I am manifesting. This is what I am receiving right now. Um, And then um, I read it out loud as many times as I can. And then I fold it up and I burn it with my candles and I throw it into the ashes of um, the herbs that I was smoldering. So what do you do with the ashes when you're done? Um, I dispose of them in different ways. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it depends on kind of like what my spell is. Sometimes I'll yeah. save them and then sometimes I'll d- dispose of them in a river or I'll, if I want the spell to grow, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make a hole in my backyard and I'll bury it. So it can slowly grow. That's smart. I didn't think about mm-hmm. that. I would think about burying stuff as in like putting it. So in- that's for a spell if you want slow growth. Yeah. But I do it in the fire. Like I just, you know, do it in the fire and have it, you know, ashes and then it's pretty much dead after that. Okay. Because you want it to come really fast to you. I mean, a this is, you're about like, to have an orgasm. So yeah. you want this spell to hit right now. You don't want it to hit a week from now. Yeah. You want instant gratification with your spell. Yeah. Because usually when I... Uh, if I do a spell, um, I did a, a karmic spell not too long ago and I took, um, the leftovers from the candle and the paper and stuff and you can put it in the freezer to do a freezer spell. I don't mm-hmm. like that shit in my freezer. Right. I don't like my freezer's not that big. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually was going to throw, um, I was actually going to bury it, but then I was like, you know what? I don't want this presence next to my house mm-hmm. and I don't want to bury it somewhere else. And so I put it in the trash and let it, let landfill bury it and <laughs> right. it worked so fucking well mm-hmm. um the woman was being me being just nasty horrible to my friend and right. um and she ended up going home sick the next day not that i'm trying to get anybody sick it was right. a karmic spell mm-hmm. so i just want to bring the universe but different spells you do yeah. different things so if exactly. you're trying to manifest um a new home that might take some time so you do this big energetic spell and then you can plant it instead yeah. of lighting it on fire maybe you plant, know, plant it, it outside seeds. plant it with seeds plant it you know, we have a garden, plant mm-hmm. it in our garden, plant it I, near the house where that you want the area that you want. And you can use different things with spells idea. too. So say you that you're that? trying to manifest a house and you have this house in mind, yeah. go to the house, take pictures of the house. Cause you can put that on your shrine. Yeah. So say you're manifested. Let's just use that as an example with my spell. You take a picture of the house that you want, go to the property and take some of the dirt from the property. Cause then you're connecting yourself Don't get to that energy. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, if the house is up for sale anyway, yeah. nobody's going to care if you come by and take a little dirt. From, like, you weirdo. You know, well, whatever. It'll work. Well, you know, weirdo or if that's you, about if, to own this you know, house. Or if you're trying to make money, go get some dirt from the bank. <sighs> you know, or if you're trying to win in court, get some courthouse, courthouse dirt. That's you so, know? you're so, I so, love this. you know, you want to take, this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, it, there's a lot of things when it comes to your spells, but basically with sex magic, you're just setting the intent. You're feeling sexy. You're feeling confident. You know, you're loving yourself. You're getting rid of the, you know, the negative vibrations that could be around you. And then you make it your own. So when you burn the stuff that's left over, throwing it, maybe putting it down the, the disposal would be fine with the leftover I mean, ashes. I usually sprinkle mine outside. Yeah, I would say. You know, I have bushes and grass and things like that. Yeah. And I just take the ash and I, I feel sprinkle like, it and kind of give it back to the earth. Yeah, I think um, that Because the spell's better. over at that point. Yeah. So... Okay, well, we're hitting close to our hour mark. Um, we did do, uh, from last week's episode, we did a 30 day lucid, uh, dream challenge where we talked about techniques about lucid dreaming. Um, I was going to talk real quick about a few road bumps. Um, but I've been mostly successful. Um, first step for me is actually remembering my dreams. I've used the technique, uh, where I don't reach for my phone first thing in the morning and that's helped tremendously. I'm so proud of you. I know. And I did a, a couple of, um, like you talked about, jot down a few details about it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, green dog, whatever. Right. Um, and I did, and that helped me remember that dream. And then I had, um, where you brought up the technique that I thought was genius that every time you touch a door, you say, am I dreaming? And so it makes your mind more aware so that when you're dreaming, you realize, yeah, you're dreaming because you say it when you touch the door. Am I dreaming? Well, for me, I have ADHD and for all my ADHD babies out there that forget stuff like this. And I think about it, but I don't think about it when I'm touching the door. Mm -hmm. So I was going to put little for this week, put up little sticky notes that say, am I dreaming on all my doors so that I remember to prompt my mind? Mm -hmm. Am I dreaming? Um, I've also, I remembered a dream from last night in super big detail. I also took, uh, not ashwagandha, um, Harataki. Harataki. I took that in my personal experiences that it really did help. Um, I'm going to take that with you this week. I'm going to start this week and start taking it too. And if anybody out there is listening is doing the 30 day, um, challenge yeah. with us lucid dreaming challenge with us right in and let us know how it's going with you too yeah and we'll read it on mm-hmm. air because we'll, we want to do check-ins each week um but all right so this concludes our very awesome sex episode that was so amazing um next week uh tune in for next week and we're going to talk about our past our path and our presence and we just ask that you guys keep your minds open and we thank you. Remember, we got to thank people. Right. Thank All you. Right. All right. See you next week. Namaste.